Cantonese Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hello, this is Ida here. This week I will be talking about World Food Day. Zara will be talking about the death of Colin Powell and also the very shocking stabbing of UK MP Sir David Amos. Laurie will be talking about Banksy's shredded artwork and some miniature paintings that can fit in the eye of a needle. And we will be hearing about the Earthshot Prize from Rose. Hello, this is Isa. This week on the 16th of October, it was World Food Day. World Food Day is an initiative by the Food and Agricultural Organization, also known as the FAO of the United Nations. And it is a day calling for worldwide awareness and collective action to combat the issue of hunger and ensure healthy diets for all. This year's theme was, Our Actions Are Our Future. The aim is to inspire everyone to contribute to the transformation of the agri-food system. The FAO wants to support the development of a system that offers better production, better nutrition, better environment and a better life. The FAO said that today's food systems are exposing a lot of inequalities and injustices. Did you know that more than 3 billion, that's almost 40% of the world's population, cannot afford healthy diets? Whilst obesity continues to increase worldwide, The FAO said that huge quantities of food are lost, even though millions of people go hungry every day as the food is either spoiled during production or transport or thrown into the waste bins of households or restaurants. Another area of concern is the generation of greenhouse gas like methane by food waste, which is filling up the world's landfills. The FAO said that to fix this, collective action is needed so that everyone has enough safe and nutritious food to eat and the entire food supply chain is more sustainable and inclusive. For this to happen, everyone has to pay their part. So, what can you do? Well, according to the FAO, billions of consumers worldwide need to shift their consumption patterns and influence what the market provides by choosing more nutritious and environmentally and socially responsible products. We should all be choosing health at every step of the food system, starting with our own, by choosing diverse and nutritious foods. We should only be buying what we need and use it all. When we throw away food, we waste the water and energy used to produce and transport it and also add to the greenhouse gas emissions. We can also choose to recycle like nature does. Water is always in motion in a natural cycle between Earth and the atmosphere so we can learn from nature and try reusing water at home. For example, using old water that cooked vegetables to water your plants. We can also try to support local farmers. And finally, we can raise awareness and share information to get more people to care about how our food is produced. Hi, it's Zara here. This week, there's been a lot of coverage in the news about the death of Colin Powell, the former US Secretary of State who died early in the week of COVID complications. He was 84, and although he was fully vaccinated, he had previously been diagnosed with a type of blood cancer, which may have made him more susceptible to COVID symptoms, according to US media. Colin Powell was the first African-American to rise to the highest positions in US military and diplomacy. 
He became Secretary of State in 2001 under Republican President George Bush. He became a very well-known figure during the US's invasion of Iraq in 2003, although he later acknowledged that it was a blot on his legacy, as he had made a speech to the United Nations Security Council to convince the world community to back the invasion of Iraq based on claims of Iraq's possession of weapons of mass destruction and it was later found that the speech used faulty intelligence to back the invasion. The invasion had gone ahead without the UN's authorization. Colin Powell remained a hugely influential commentator on US politics and public life. Although he was a Republican when he entered politics, he became disillusioned by the party, and despite party rivalries, he endorsed Democrat Barack Obama in 2008. Hillary Clinton in 2016, and Joe Biden in 2020. He was a critic of President Donald Trump and said he could no longer call himself a Republican after the violent 6th of January riots at the US Capitol. Leaders from across the world have paid tribute to him, with the US President Joe Biden saying he had embodied the highest ideals of both warrior and diplomat. He and the First Lady, Jill Biden, also referred to Powell having repeatedly broken racial barriers and blazing a trail for others. Former President Barack Obama tweeted that Powell understood what was best in this country and tried to bring his own life, career and public statements in line with that idea. In the UK this week, there's been a lot of coverage of the shocking stabbing of the Conservative Party MP Sir David Amos. The British Member of Parliament was stabbed lots of times during a meeting with his constituents in Essex on Friday. A man identified as Ali Harby Ali, a 25-year-old British national of Somali heritage, was arrested at the scene on suspicion of murder and remains in police custody. The Metropolitan Police earlier said its investigation had revealed a potential motivation linked to Islamist extremism. Sir David's family have urged people to be tolerant and set aside hatred as counter-terrorism officers investigate his killing. They said he was a patriot and a man of peace, so we ask people to set aside their differences and show kindness and love to all. This is the only way forward. Set aside hatred and work towards togetherness. Whatever one's race, religious or political beliefs, be tolerant, try to understand. Mosques in Sir David's constituency condemned his stabbing as an indefensible atrocity. The fatal stabbing of Sir David has prompted calls for MPs' security to be tightened and a wider debate on the safety of face-to-face -face meetings between politicians and the people they represent. Some people have said plainclothes officers should accompany MPs when they hold such meetings, and others have said Metal detectors should be installed at their knees to screen people before they are allowed to meet their MPs. Hi, it's Rose here. At a big award ceremony in London last week, the winners of the very first Earthshot Prize were announced. Five different winners were revealed, each receiving £1 million. Earthshot Prize was created by Prince William, the Duke of Cambridge, to reward people trying to save the planet. Each year for the next decade, the prize is awarding £1 million. Five projects that are working to find solutions for the planet's environmental problems. 
The Earthshot Prize's name is a reference to the moonshot ambition of 1960s America, which saw then-President John F. Kennedy pledge to get a man on the moon within a decade. No celebrities flew to London for the ceremony, no plastic was used to build the stage, and guests were asked to consider the environment when choosing an outfit. The inaugural winners were selected from five different categories and were chosen from a short list of 15 by judges, including broadcaster Sir David Attenborough, actress Kate Blanchett and singer Shakira. The five winners were a scheme restoring natural ecosystems that has led to a revival of the rainforest in Costa Rica, a portable machine created to turn agricultural waste into fertilizer, minimizing air pollution in India, a project run by two best friends who are growing coral in the Bahamas designed to restore the world's dying coral reefs. An initiative in Milan, in Italy, which collects unused food and gives it to people who need it most. And last but not least, a renewable energy project in Thailand, which makes hydrogen by splitting water into hydrogen and oxygen. I think the Earthshot Prize is a brilliant idea, and I hope the winners can use their prize money to continue helping the planet. Hi! It's Laurie here. Last week, I was amazed to hear that a Banksy artwork which shredded itself at an auction a few years ago has sold for a record £16 million. The artwork, called Love is in the Bin, was what remained of the artist's destruction of his piece, Girl with a Balloon, which sold for £1 million in 2018. At an auction in London on Thursday, it sold for sixteen million pounds, much more than its guide price of between four and six million. According to the BBC, the sale saw nine bidders battle for around ten minutes. After closing the bidding, auctioneer Oliver Barker at Sotheby's joked he was relieved that the artwork was still there. Three years ago. The same artwork, then known as Girl with Balloon, was remotely shredded in the same auction room after being sold to a private European investor. Soon as the auction was concluded, an alarm sounded and the canvas fell into a hidden shredder in the bottom. Although everyone was extremely shocked at the time, it soon became clear that the event was deliberate and was set up by the artist Banksy himself. The half-shredded artwork was subsequently renamed Lovers in the Bin. Gosh, I can't believe it sold with sixteen million pounds. That's crazy. I also heard another amazing story last week about an artist who created six tiny paintings and sold them for ninety thousand pounds. The paintings were copies of famous artworks. In fact, one of them was Banksy's Girl with a Balloon, as well as copies as Rengoff Sunflowers and Starry Night. But when I say tiny, I mean really, really, really tiny. Each painting is smaller than the eye of a needle or matchstick head. I would love to be an artist myself and hope one day I can earn lots of money too. That's all for this week. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.